0: Hey everyone, it's Valerie and you're listening to A Place at My Table and I'm so excited you're here today and you're listening in and thank you to everyone who has been listening and talking about it on social media and sharing it with your friends. I appreciate it so, so much. And in today's episode... I'm gonna be, first of all, sharing kind of an update on the Place at My Table book club that's going strong and is really fun. We had our first meeting um, this past Saturday, and I'll talk to you a little bit about that. And then I'm gonna dive into my favorite small town. And I love small towns, and I'm just gonna kind of share with you my favorite small town and the charm behind it. And so I'm glad you're here today. I hope you enjoy. Well, welcome back. And I am so glad that you guys are here and listening in. I hope everybody is doing wonderful as we are closing out the first month of the year, which is crazy. It's hard to believe that January, actually, I will say January kind of crawled by for me and I'm not sure why it wasn't a bad month. It was just, it kind of went slow and I don't know why it's weird. Some months I are like a blur, and other months seem to crawl by. But it was a good month. So just to give you kind of an update um, of things going on in my life, and I know I've missed a couple weeks, um, and I I try to put out a podcast, a new episode each week, but you know it just kind of depends on schedule and things going on in our lives. And we did some traveling in January. That kind of hindered me from sitting down and recording a podcast, but um, we've got, I've got something pretty exciting going on. So I have this problem. First of all, let me confess to everybody. Sometimes I'm really spontaneous and I will make a decision to do something and I am like, I commit to it. And then the next day I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> and So um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so, for instance, um, and so here's a good example. A good example of this is I started the book club. okay, That was a very spontaneous thing. I did no planning into that. Like it hit me one day. um at the beginning of the year, I was like, you know what? I need to read more. And so, hey, I should start a book club literally that day. Um, and then the next day, I think I put it out there on, Social media and invited people to join me and now I've got like fifty five women um in my book club and we just had our first meeting on Saturday, which was super fun not all fifty five women showed up, which is probably a good thing um <laughs> because it may have been chaotic but it was super fun and I'll talk more about that in a minute but so like though sometimes I do that so I did that in the month of January and if you follow me on Instagram, you probably have seen, or if you saw my story um, a few weeks ago, um, I very spontaneously decided to sign up and register for a 10K. Yeah, I did that. So um, I enjoy running. It's something because I love to be outside. I hate running on a treadmill. It's boring. I can't stand it. Um, I don't like being indoors. I want to be outside running. And so Um, But the problem has been that I get shin splints really bad when I run on pavement. Um, I know it has to do with my stride. And if any of you are running experts out there that might can help me um, fix that, please let me know because um, I'm going to try to run this 10K. It's in April. Um, So what it was is I got a notification um, on Instagram, I think it was, that Disney does a in January, they have a marathon run um, and different races you can do. In January, they're at the parks, and uh, we were thinking, as a family, we were like, you know what, we should start training to do that next year. That would be super fun to do a half marathon next year in Disney at the parks. Um, but then I saw that they were doing one in April, and so I started looking into it, and they have a – virtual option so you can run um a they have a 5k, a 10k, a 10 mile race. And you can run it at your own pace. It's not necessarily a race you're, you're not trying to get first place, but um it's just completing it and if you even if you do it virtually, so they kind of help keep track of what you're doing. Um they send you um They'll send you uh, training resources on how to train for it, leading up to it in the weeks leading up to the run. And so I've been doing that, um, and they will send you a medal. So you get this super cute Disney medal um, mailed to you and a shirt, a participant shirt and a certificate, and they send you a goodie bag. It's a virtual digital goodie bag, so I'm not sure what's in it. It would be nice if they sent me, like, free digital tickets to Disney, that would be great. But I'm not sure what's in it. But um, so that is going to be April the 2nd that I am running in this 10K. And I've got a few people, some friends of mine, my husband's going to do it with me and um, a couple other people are going to do it. I think one of my daughters is going to do it, Brooke. Um, I'm not sure about the others. The 10K part, which is 6.2 miles kind of scared them. So, which I understand it's a little scary. Um, so anyway, I am, I have been training to run this 10 K in April and I'm really excited. This is my second week. I'm going into my second week. So I train three days a week. Um, the first two days are interval training. So you run. So for instance, the first day I would run 20 seconds and recover for 45 seconds. Um, and then the next day or the, yeah, day two, um, I did 30, 30 seconds of running and 40 seconds of recovery. Um, so I did that. And then the next day, the third day of training in the week, you try to run cause you're going for endurance. You're not necessarily going for speed. And so I ran, um, the goal was to run a mile and a half without stopping. And I was able to do it, which I was super excited about. Um, I had to do it indoors on a treadmill that time because we had just gotten some snow and it was like 20 degrees outside and I'm not trying to run in that. So anyway, I went to the gym and got on the treadmill and did it. And I was actually able to run almost two miles without stopping. Now, when I say run, I mean like little faster than a jog, but not like sprinting. Because if I sprint, if I just go all out and try to go at my fastest speed, I'm going to wear down and I won't be able to endure the race. So I, um, and there's probably like a preaching message in that or something, but anyways, um, so I was able to make it, I survived. (laughs) And so this week, Um, I've got to do the interval training, the the two days, and then on Saturday I will run again. And that time I'm going to try to do two and a half miles running without stopping. And so you can kind of see you build up to it, to where you can endure a 6.2 mile race and run. I don't know that I'm going to be able to run the whole 6.2 miles. I think I will be pleased with myself if I can get four miles running. I will feel... Successful if I can run the four miles and the other 2.2 miles I can walk or, you know, walk real, real fast. <laughs> so that's what's new in my life right now. Um, also, something that has been kind of on my schedule that has kept me from doing a podcast the last couple of weeks. Um, so we cast vision for our church the beginning of the year. And our vision this year is focused on family and just really building strong families within our church and our communities. And so on Wednesday nights, my husband has tasked me with doing teaching on family. Um, so I have been, you know, I get done teaching on Wednesday night and then the next day I'm like, I got to get ready for next Wednesday night. (laughs) So it's not necessarily, now I feel I like can understand the stress that my husband goes through having, you know, to preach every Sunday Um, because it has been, it's been a little challenging trying to get in the groove of teaching every single week. So anyways, so that's kind of taken up the time um, that I usually would have spent doing podcasts and recording podcasts. Um, But anyways, I'm getting better at time management and figuring out how my schedule is going to work with all of this. So I was able to sit down today and get some get a podcast recorded which I'm excited about. So that's kind of what's been going on in my life Um, and this is where if you really were sitting at my table it would be your turn to tell me what's going on in your life and I would love that. Hopefully one day some of us can meet up and I get to sit across the table from you and have a cup of coffee and just get to hear about your life. I would love it. So today I want to talk to us about um, first of all the book club. Let's go back to the book club. Um, If you have not joined, that's fine. And so I told everybody on Saturday in our meetup, you know, it was a spontaneous thing, the whole starter book club deal. And I found out after I had invited like all of my social media friends to join that they say you should put a cap on it (laughs) as far as how many people are in your book club, because um, during meetups, it can be really chaotic if you have so many people. But a lot of that is coming from book clubs that meet in person and we're not necessarily meeting in person. We're doing zoom meetings. Um, and it's a little more controlled. So I'm okay with not putting a cap on it. Um, so we had our first meeting on Saturday and we read the book, um, becoming Mrs. Lewis. And I referenced it in my previous, my last podcast and, um, it was overall really good book her life was really tough. And someone in the, in the meeting Saturday said something that I agree with. She's kind of difficult to like sometimes because of her choices that she makes. Um, She did, she made some crazy choices that led to a lot of pain in her life. Um, I don't know, you know, how much of that could have been avoided had she made a different choice. I don't know. Um, But anyway, overall, it was a It was a good book. It was a lot of insight into C.S. Lewis's life, um, meeting her Joy Davidman and uh, their friendship, and then eventually their marriage. So, anyway, it was a good book. I will. I did have to put a disclaimer out there when I first referenced the book that there was some stuff in it. So here's the deal: I bought the book at Hobby Lobby. I thought all was well, you know, because they play. Christian jazz and Hobby Lobby and they have Jesus signs. So I figured, okay, a book from Hobby Lobby is not going to be sketchy. Well, there was some parts in it that, um, maybe Hobby Lobby should have screened a little bit better. Um, but anyway, it was, it was a good book. You just have to kind of, I don't know if I would recommend it. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know if I would recommend it. It's got some parts in it that are difficult to read. Um, so anyway, you live and learn. And I don't know if I'm supposed to be reading the books that I suggest to my book club, but I thought maybe I should read them in advance or at least get some really, really good reviews before I recommend a book in my book club. But I'm excited about our next book. And if you're listening and you're part of the book club and you missed the email or you missed the announcement or you missed the meeting, whatever, the book for February is called Chasing Shadows by Lynn Austin. Um, That's the book we're going to read for February and I'm really excited about it and it's based in the time frame of World War II. Um, I'm a big history person and so a lot of the books that we're going to read in this book club are going to be from history time back in time. So um, I'm just super interested in it and so anyway I'm excited about this book. So moving on. This episode I want to focus and talk about small town charm, right? How many of you out there, and I obviously will not be able to see you or hear your response, but just pretend that I can hear you, um, love small towns. I love small towns. Um, There's just something about them. They've got this, first of all, like I said, I love history, and I love to know about the history of these small towns. Like what, when they were booming, if they're not now, what what got them there? what was the culture? what was the you know economic status of this area in a certain time frame? and I just especially the West, like the wild west, um, I love, love, love it. and so I grew up in a town in um Tennessee that was I would consider it a small town. It's grown a lot since I was there, um but Dixon, Tennessee was a very a smaller town okay there's it's not like in the hundreds as far as population it's more in the probably ten thousands or so I have no idea what the population is of Dixon Tennessee right now but um when I grew up there it was a smaller town you know a lot of people you know you know the people the county names and the, the town names you know, the Smiths or the whoever's um, everybody knows. And there was just a downtown area that, you know, had an ice cream shop and a little store and an antique shop and all these different little places that just make it very charming. Um, Little coffee shops, things like that. And I love that. Um, So my favorite, absolute favorite small town right now that I've been to, I haven't obviously been to All the small towns in America. But um, my favorite is Pawhuska, Oklahoma. First of all, it's in the West, and I love the Southwest. It's like that's where, if I could choose anywhere to live, it would be there. Um, It's just kind of what I grew up. I grew up um, in uh, some years in Tennessee, but I also grew up in Arizona, New Mexico. So there's a lot of wild west roots there (laughs) if you want to call it that when Dakota was a little girl when she was really little we would go visit my mom and dad in New Mexico and she would she called it the wild west she would say mom are we going to the wild west to see papa and granny (laughs) it's just so cute but anyway so it's it is the wild west there (laughs) sometimes it is crazy wild but so Pawhuska, Oklahoma um you may have heard of it if you're familiar with the Pioneer Woman. She kind of put it on the map, and she's, um, not literally, but, you know, she's kind of the one who brought a lot of attention to Pawhuska, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, she has a cooking show on the Food Network. She's one of my favorite. I have all of her cookbooks. Um, her cookbooks, her recipes are really easy to follow. Um, if you don't have any of her cookbooks, I recommend you get them because they are just they're great. I've never gone wrong with one of her recipes. So I highly recommend her. But anyway, she has a ranch out there. Her and her husband are cattle ranchers in Pahuska. And when she came on Food Network, it started bringing attention to that area. And since then, she has a mercantile or a store, a general store where she sells all of her merchandise. Um, and in there is a restaurant and a bakery upstairs, coffee, coffee shop upstairs. It's just absolutely incredible. All of the pastries and things that she has in her, um, bakery, I want all of them. Like I want to try everything. They're just, they look amazing and everything I've gotten there so far has, is just been amazing. Um, she's got a coffee, so I'm not an iced coffee person. I I don't generally like iced coffee. I'm a hot black coffee person, and so anyway, her coffee's really good, even just the black coffee. But she's got an iced coffee that is called a spicy cowgirl. I know it's a little sketchy of a name, but it is an absolutely delicious drink. And every time I go there, that's what I get. I get several of them throughout my stay. And I kind of regret it at the end of the stay, but in the moment it tastes so good. (laughs) Um, it's got, it's an iced coffee with cream and all that, but it's got cayenne pepper in it. Um, and then like dark chocolate. It's just, I, I, I can't even, I can't even explain it to you and do it justice. So I just, and actually you can make it if you're into making iced coffees yourself if you're a latte kind of person and you make them yourself, she's got her the recipe is online. You can look it up. Just look up Pioneer Woman Spicy Coffee and you'll find it. I've made it a few times at home and it's been really, really good. But um having it there, having them make it, I don't know. It just tastes better. (laughs) So anyway, but she's got the bakery and the restaurant. The restaurant is amazing incredible food. Absolutely incredible food. Every time we've gone, my husband and I have to share because the portions are huge and the prices are great. So you're not going to spend a ton of money on a meal there. Um, Now, depending on how many times you eat, you might, but on one meal, it's not going to be a ton of money and it's just a great, great spot. I love it. And you can even maybe run into her or her kids or husband. I've met her husband and I've met her two boys. Um, My husband and I were in there eating one day or one evening and her two boys showed up with some friends and they sat at the table right next to us. And I was like, honey, I kind of want to get a picture with them. He's like, okay. And then I was like, no, that's weird. Like, I bet they get tired of that. They are always wanting, people are always want pictures with them. And he was like, just, we'll just ask them. I was like, okay, wait, no. I was very indecisive. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but anyway, so finally my husband just leaned over and he's like, do you guys mind if we get a picture? And they were so nice and just very accommodating. And so we got a picture with them. That was pretty cool. Um, very, very just down to earth kind of people, which is, you know, you don't think of that when you think of celebrities, so to speak, which she's very much that, um, in the food world anyways. Um, and so anyways, then she also, has a boarding house. So her boarding house is, um, they built it right next to the mercantile and it is a building that has, I think, nine rooms in it. And getting a room, first of all, is very difficult. But if you are able to snag one of those rooms, you need to do it. You need to go right now to (laughs) pwboardinghouse.com and you need to try to get a room. Um, Or get on the email list where Whenever new rooms come available, they send you an email. But the rooms are just gorgeous, gorgeous. So she's got the photograph room. She's got the emerald room, which is all green. There's gorgeous green brick throughout it. It is amazing. Um, She's got the butterfly room, the boudoir room, which we stayed there last time we were there, and that was really fun, the drugstore room, the ranch room, the prairie room, and the tack room. And so we've stayed there twice, I think, two or three times, two times. And it is the most amazing, I mean, the hospitality is to, I mean, just excellent, excellent, excellent hospitality um, in the morning. So when you check in, they give you a little card where you can choose what you want for coffee. They'll have you put on there, what kind of coffee would you like in the morning? So you put it on there. The next morning at eight o'clock or so, they show up to your door with a tray. It's got the newspaper on it. It's got pastries with, it's got scones and muffins and the coffee that you ordered. I mean, it's just amazing, amazing. And then in the evenings, when you get back to your room, um, sometime during the the early evening, they come in and do turndown service and they put um, some fresh cookies by your bedside. It's crazy. Um, and this is, this is where my husband and I fell in love with this oatmeal cookie that she has that I have tried to replicate. I have tried to make this cookie at home and it just, it's good, but it is not the same. (laughs) And I don't know how they do it. I don't know what they put in it that makes it just amazing, but, um, it's just an so when you go, if you ever go to Pawhuska and you go to the Pioneer Woman's restaurant or bakery, boarding room, whatever, um, you've got to get the Spicy Cowgirl iced coffee and you've got to get the oatmeal cookie. It is out of this world. But so that's kind of the, oh, she also has a pizza shop. So she's got a pizza a pizza restaurant as well, which is good. We've eaten there and it is amazing food. Everything I've had, it's just incredible. Um, back in May of last year, uh, I was able to attend an entrepreneur workshop that, um, a lady that I follow, she's a cattle rancher from California. Um, I started following her. She's, it's called Five Marys, um, in farm. And she, I started following her because, um, my friend Christy Ballestero actually told me about her. She's got four daughters, and I have four daughters. So she was like, you may enjoy, you know, keeping up with this lady. So um, I started following her. Well, she does an entrepreneur workshop, and entrepreneurship is something that my husband and I have kind of been into. My husband mainly, um, and he's kind of gotten me into it. And so um, she had, she was holding this workshop in Pawhuska, at the boarding house, uh, well, the pioneer woman's event center, she's got an event center there and I was able to attend that. And it was just incredible. I mean, the whole, the whole weekend was incredible. And I was able to meet a lot of incredible women that were doing some amazing things as far as businesses. A lot of them were cattle ranchers, but there were others that were not. And so it was just a really cool weekend. But, um, during that week, I was able to meet a lady that was teaming up with, um, the lady from five Mary's farm. And, um, she does, so she has a thing that's called rural revival. Um, and she has an Instagram page, but she goes around. I love this idea. Like I, if I had an unlimited amount of money and time, <laughs> I would love to do this, but she goes around, um, to small towns And helps to kind of build them back up. So small towns that have kind of died down and businesses have moved out of the area and um, she goes in and she helps small businesses get started up in these little towns and she'll, you know, just fix them up, fix up some of the shops and things like that um, to kind of help put it back on the map, so to speak. And it's just such a cool idea. And I love that she's doing it. And um, I'm hoping at one point um, in the future to have her on my podcast. I think it would be great. But anyway, she's doing just some incredible things. And that's what I love about small towns. Like you can go in there and create something that may have died, you know, revive things. And that's what her her business name is, is Rural Revival. And, uh, I just love it. I think it's such a cool idea. Um, but there's just something about small towns that to me, I can relax. My husband and I, um, we were in Oklahoma last month and, or at the end of December. And, um, we were able to go over to Pawhuska after, um, a conference he was speaking at, and we were able to stay there just for one night. Um, but just that even staying there that one night and just walking around going into the little small businesses that were along the main street, um, it's just relaxing and it, it gets my mind off of the pressures of, um, just life and reality. It's almost a little escape to a time, Previous, you know, a a little, uh, almost like you're going in a time machine and going back in time and just able to live in this cool little town. And it's just, I love it. I love it. I don't know how really to put it into words, but it's just a cool experience. And um, in fact, my husband and I, for Valentine's Day, we were able to get three nights at the boarding house, and I can't remember what room we're staying in. I think we're staying in the Emerald Room because that's one that I've been wanting to because it looks so cool. Um, and so we're going to be staying, staying there for three nights and I am so excited. And I will tell you the boarding house would be an amazing place to have like a girl's trip. So if you've got some friends that you want to meet up with, I'm telling you, you need to go to the boarding house. And there's more in Pahuska than just what the Pioneer Woman has there. So they have, um, they have a cowboy museum. If you're into that kind of thing, um, it's called the Ben Johnson Cowboy Museum. And it's really fun. It, you just go in and there's a lot of history there. And you can also ride a mechanical bull and see that if you can actually lasso something on the mechanical bull. So, you know, if you're filling up to a challenge, then you should go and do this and also video it so everybody can see. (laughs) I did it. I did not do well. I thought I would do well, but I did not. Um, So I've been practicing. So hopefully whenever we go back in a few weeks, um, I will kill it. (laughs) But so there's that. Um, There's also the Osage Nation Museum, which the Osage um, Indians are Indians that live in that area. And there's a museum there. They also have a uh, prairie reserve where you can see some buffalo um, roaming, you know, where the buffalo roam. Give me a home. Where the buffalo roam. (laughs) Anyway, you know the song. If you know the song, sing it right now. Um, But anyways, so there's other things to do in that area. And in fact, they, um, back when I was there in May, they were working on shooting a movie that was based on a true story. Um, The book is called Killers of the... And it just left my brain. Um, Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. And it's a true story. Um, Right at the beginning of when the FBI was formed, one of their biggest cases was some murders that were happening in Osage County, which is where Pawhuska is. Um, And so they wrote a book about it. And now they're filming. They had been filming um, a movie. There and it was really cool to see them transforming uh, that whole downtown area into back in I guess the early 1900s. So it was really a really cool thing. But I love I love small towns. And what I want you to do is, if you're connected to me on social media, I want you to send me a message um, letting me know about a small town that you love um, that you've been to. That would be a very cool place to visit. Um, I would love to hear about it. I also, um, if you've ever driven, so we were visiting my family, um, out in New Mexico and we were driving back home and we took route 66, the old route 66, like the one that cars was filmed on. (laughs) It's animated, I know, but anyways, um, And I'm telling you, that was one of my favorite road trips because though there are some small towns through on that Route 66 that you can stop in and they've got little, you know, history boards and things up there, even at the rest stops on Route 66, you can see all the, they have, I mean, just a ton of history that is super interesting to me. I love to hear about just personal stories from people who have overcome some really huge challenges. Um, and I just love to hear those kind of stories. And I, I see a lot of those and hear a lot of those in small towns. And I just really, I don't know, I just really enjoy it. So if you're ever looking for a place to go, if you're ever looking for a girl's trip, um, or a, a place for you and your husband to get away, um, whatever it is, I really recommend Pawhuska, Oklahoma. It is just a really, really neat Um, Town. There's all kinds of things that you can do. I'm I'm really excited about planning our trip there in a few weeks. So, Um, anyway, but yeah, I want to hear from you guys. If you have a favorite small town somewhere across America, um, I want to hear about it and let me know. And there are some really amazing small towns um, in the New England states. That's another, which is obviously the opposite side of the United States. But back in um, 2019, Our family took a road trip up through the New England states and we visited some really small towns in New Hampshire and Vermont and Rhode Island. And I loved it. It's just, I don't know, there's something about small towns that just catch my attention and I love it. So I want to hear from you. So shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook and tell me about one of your favorite small towns. Um, I want to hear about it. Thank you guys for listening and I appreciate all of you who are sharing my podcast and talking about it. Um, I, I love that you guys are doing that. I'm so appreciative of it. So be sure you guys subscribe so you get notified whenever I put out a new podcast episode and I look forward to talking to you soon.